everyone, and welcome to the Giants podcast. My name's Cameron Deacon, and I'm joined by Tim Burton. Hello. Who's laughing at me again for my introduction. I'm starting to think that I shouldn't do the introduction anymore. It's just sparkly, isn't it? I've seen it so many times. It's like, you know what you're doing, or you just about... I pretend to know what I'm doing. Yeah. And today, we're, we're joined by a, a, a great guest, another playing guest after last week. Uh, he was born on exactly the same day as me, and I keep telling everybody that, and I've told him that now, and... I think Will Price laughed at it because he thinks I'm much, much older than him. Are you the same age, then? Yes. Yeah. Same age, same age. Yeah, well, can I just say Will it's Price... It's only Russell, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> can I just say that Will Price is right? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Will Price. The Price is right. <laughs> yeah. The Price is... Come on down. The Price is right. You do look a lot older and now than Ollie. You've just come up with a great name for a feature that we could do. Yeah, The Price is right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably don't, Ollie probably haven't got a clue about. Do you know? Did you do you remember the Price Is Right? Mm, not really. No. No. I've heard of it, but yeah. I've never seen it. You no. will do now. It's going to be our thing. We're going to steal <laughs> it. But no, yeah. It's uh, thank you for coming, Ollie. No worries. Yeah. Cheers, Ollie. Fairly Good short notice. Yeah, no. It's congratulations uh, on signing. Yeah, yeah. Um, happy. Love, uh, obviously, I love love being here. A lot. I've got a lot of really good friends here, and um, I feel like the club's heading in the right direction. So it was. Like I said again, a no-brainer for me to uh, to stay here. Great news that you're staying, Anna. Especially with one of the things we've been saying this year is you can't get away from the people giving you praise this season so far. And I feel I, I realise it's all you know, you get the online talk of everything, but you're the name that stands out. I think at the moment so far. Yeah, uh, probably not used to praise to be fair. <laughs> other fans, uh, to be fair, I've had. I think it's well known I've had a little bit of stick but um, no, it's happy to get a little bit of praise mm. some, you know, sometimes so but I, can't, I don't really like being in the spotlight so yeah. I'm quite hoping it, it settled down to be fair in a few years has your, yeah. your role changed then since from the last few seasons uh, I think I've just had um, I've just been probably a little bit more confident than I were the last couple of seasons and I think I think the biggest thing is I've matured as a player mm. obviously coming in as a young half you you want to kind of try and do everything possible to to win the game, but it's all about what I was taught me a lot about the process of the game, when to do stuff, and I just feel that's probably the the biggest thing I've matured. Mm. I've got a bit of confidence behind me and now. I'm just I'm just playing and I'm I'm enjoying it. That's probably the main thing. It's part of that composure, then, is it? You know, sort of knowing when to be composed, knowing when to go for it, knowing when to you know just yeah, yeah. I've, I think a lot of it's the concepts of the game. For for example, if you've been if you've been defending your line for six sets and your your forwards are, are really tired, this not it's not the smartest thing to go and kick early for them to go and to <laughs> yeah. kick chase. So yeah. it's just real little things like that that I'm kind of getting to know now. And um, I think put it down to probably Watto, Robbo, and obviously To like the halves that, that have been helping me out. So yeah, but like I say, it's probably the end. I'm I'm really enjoying my rugby at the moment, which is. <laughs> Which is uh, getting me some good performances. But you think it makes a massive difference? But I think in any walk of life, if you're enjoying what you're doing, you're yeah. going to be better at it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like I say, anything you could be doing absolutely anything. But if you're enjoying it, you'll probably give a little bit more than you would if if you're not enjoying something. You, you mentioned Tio there. It's like what one of the things a lot of players spoke about is the difference between this season and the last few have been some of the players who've come in. Have they been able to? Have they helped you a lot with their sort of experience, especially? Yeah, cool. I think. I think every signing we've brought in this year is added to us in a positive way. I think, f- first of all, before anything, they're all good people, all mm. good blokes, and like really, really you know, good to get on with. But they've all also they've also been in big games, 
uh, played in semi-finals, finals, and, and that can only help all of us now. If when we're going to get into these, if we get into these playoffs, which is we're aiming to do, and we're aiming to get past the quarter-final next week in this Orange Cup. Uh, we've got more experience. We've been in these tight games, and I think that will help us when we get into them type of games. Obviously, one of the things we wanted to do is sort of go back a bit because it's all when we talk about. But how did you get into to rugby league? Because you were born in sort of Oldham, Manchester, as a right. Yeah, 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 Oldham. So it's and they've obviously got a rugby league team there, but it's not as we know the sort of Greater Manchester area. No, not, like, um, it's not a massive rugby league thought, area, is it? My, my family was a massive rugby family, really. Uh, my granddad. Jimmy used to play. I think he he, play, he played at Uddersfield. Um, my, I think my uncle Phil played for Bradford. I don't think my uncle Nick played, but <laughs> I think he played, but not as good a level. Um, and my dad's played for Wigan, Castleford, Oldham. I think he won a World Cup challenge with Wigan. Wow. I think was it Regal Trophy for Castleford? So it, it was kind of I was always going to play rugby, right. kind of thing. But he wouldn't. Have, Forced me to play it if I didn't want to play it, but mm. it, as soon as I picked up a ball, I absolutely loved it, so it was kind of a no brainer, really. I was going to ask that because. Um Obviously, you know if you if you if your dad's been a successful rugby league player like he he was, uh, got you know a real pedigree in the game. Did do you feel pressure growing up to to live up to that, or or do you just did you just always just enjoy your rugby and get on with it, and it naturally came to you? Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of asked me that, and I, I've never ever once felt any pressure to because my dad played really at yeah. all. I think I just enjoyed it. And obviously, when you're playing amateur and you're just playing with your mates, it's it's not really about kind of the win. It's just about enjoying it. I've still got not a lifelong friends from who I play with amateur, so it's probably just about making friends, enjoying it. And then obviously, when it got a little bit serious, you go into your your, your academies and stuff, and it's it's just by progressing and, and and enjoying it again. So I've never really felt any pressure from from my dad or from from his from his playing career really at all. Can I just just two Greater Manchester lads sat here together? Can we just gang up on Cameron and tell him that actually Greater Manchester has got a massive heritage of rugby league, Cameron? Yeah. I, I, I know it does. I'm just saying. Oldham, it's not... Rochdale, Swinton, Wigan, Salford. <laughs> so you know, some of the best I'm players not, in the world have come from Greater Manchester, Cameron. It's just, just it's not promoted as much as it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not pushed as much. You know, you, you don't you don't go to high school, I don't think, and they tell you. They don't get you playing rugby league. They do it in all of them in Rochdale, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is that how you got introduced to it, though? Other than no, no, I played amateur before I went up to secondary and stuff. I think I started playing, I was like four or five. So I think I played for, I think I went to train at Waterhead for a few sessions. Didn't really like it, I just wanted to like get off the field. <laughs> yeah. So I think I left it for another year and I went playing for Oldham St Anne's. And I had a few mates though, which I think that was the main thing. I had a I had a good friend, and once he went, it made me go. Yeah. Because when you when you're little, you, you don't really know anyone. It's a bit bit daunting. I think I was scared of the coach as well, so <laughs> wasn't even scary. Just a lot bigger than me. That's why I think yeah. I'm intimidated. But when I, when one of my friends went, it made it a lot easier. And then rest is history, really. So did you play at Oldham St Anne's through all your amateur sort of days? Yeah, I played at <coughs> I played at Oldham St Anne's. I think. I because uh, I used to be at Wigan dinner, Wigan, yeah. and um, I played a year above myself all for amateur. Yeah. But obviously, when they moved up to under 18s I couldn't go up two year above. Yeah. So Wigan said it'd be good if I go and play. So I went playing for um, Wigan St Jude's for right. a season. Yeah. Which was kind of 
the wrong thing to do because we had 17 lads I think there were 19 players signed on 17 lads were in the scholarship so everyone was signed up at, at clubs yeah. and I went for 13 games and we didn't win a game Right. <laughs> I think everyone had a lot of I won't say egos but they, they wasn't trying and so I, I just said I'm 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 not gonna carry on playing because I'm travelling all this travelling up to Wigan twice a week to do the academy and then I'm travelling up as well to play for you's and there's no point so I went back to Oldham St Hans to play for my own age for the last I think like ten games. Yeah. But it took a lot for me to get back to St Hans because there was some RFL or something by a movie so I won't play I didn't think I played for about 10 weeks because they, they, they wouldn't let me sign back on which is kind of stupid isn't it really well, I just wanted to play rugby yeah yeah. especially at that level you sort of exactly you know, you yeah. it took about 2 months 3 months to actually get get be able to get a game so that was kind of sounds like some sort of politics or mm. bureaucracy it was just, just I don't yeah. know I was frustrated but yeah. did that did that affect your development at all do you think or um, no, I don't think it did because I was, we're still playing um, scholarship games, so I was I was kind of still playing every two weeks. Yeah, but I, I just wanted to go back to other hands and play with my, like my friends my age. Yeah, and yeah. it kind of did take that away. But um, I think I got a few games in Edinburgh hands anyway. Yeah, so I played a two year above, but I just obviously just want to go and play with your mates and. Once, once you went for exams, I think it kind of helped me a little bit. I wasn't concentrating on rugby as much, and I, but I probably didn't really concentrate on exams either. But yeah. So what what age did you go into Wigan set up then? So first year of scholarship was that year ten. Yeah, yeah. So I did year ten, year eleven, signed um, contract for the academy. I did my first season. And about halfway through my second season, I, that's where I come. Yeah, to Huddersfield. So how did that move come about? And I, I, I don't, I've never met many people that sort of move halfway through academy, but mm. it does happen because you know you do. How did the move actually come about to Huddersfield then? Well, it come about with my own faults really because I, I went into um, my first year academy and I was overweight. I was unfit. Right. And I, was I can't imagine weight. you being overweight. Uh, I used to be. I think I'm 81 kilos now. When I was at Wigan, I was 94 kilograms. Right. So I've lost it like over two and some at Stone. So, yeah. so I went and I was unfit. I was just not professional at all. So I was down the pecking order. And when I went back on my second pre-season, I went back fit, lost loads, loads of weight. But I think it was too late then. It was too late to. They'd already made them. They'd already made the mind. But they, they, they said you. Like you can, you're hearing our plans for the rest of this year, but we're not going to give you a third year optional to not for academy. Right. So I think um, they were struggling for halves here, and Andy Kelly. I think uh, Matty Pete, the coach now, actually helped to me for look for another club, and then yeah. he's quite close with Andy. So yeah, they kind of sorted out, and I just said, well, yeah, it's probably the best thing for me to do is like go and play now at Huddersfield. So I'm nearer to home as well. Nearer to home, yeah, and um, I loved it as soon as I come. It's interesting. You mentioned then you were still playing at in half. Then it's like was that has that always been the position that you've played? Ever yeah, since I've always played it? half or did a little bit of hooker. Yeah, but yeah, I've always been that big. <laughs> yeah. Half is, yeah, I was yeah. going to say because if you've gone through that sort of change, I was like thinking maybe you've gone from playing nah, one nah, position nah. to another, or it was just you were a much, you were much half, bigger half. Bigger <laughs> just use my size to my. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say because it's like a it's 
the, the position that you're having to play in is one which takes a hell of a lot of skill to play. I think it's it's a very, it's a lot very of, technical yeah. side. It's, a lot, it's also a lot of running, so you have to be you have to be fit enough to be able to keep calm and deal with the pressure whilst you're being under fatigue. So that's probably why your full backs, your hookers, and your halves are normally the fittest on the team. Hmm. That's normally the way it goes. Is that the way it is now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What was it like then when you first came into Huddersfield? Because you, you obviously, like I said, we made it easier for you to get to the club itself, and you've sort of maybe fitting into a bit better there than you, you had been. Was it? It's kind of easy processing it in. It was, it was a new thing for me because I'd never obviously been to a club where I didn't know anyone. See, when I went to um, Wigan, I had four lads coming from my amateur side with me, so I already knew people mm. so it was the first time I've ever gone anywhere and, and didn't really know anyone mm. but um, the, the lads welcomed me straight away uh, Robbo was the head coach at the time so it was that were a big thing of me signing with Huddersfield because if I've got an head coach who's some the same position as me who's played international games and, and done it all it's I'm going to learn a lot of that so mm. no it was easier and um, I started to enjoy rugby as soon as I come back so I come to Huddersfield and Robbo gave me a chance to play with the academy and the third year I um, captained the academy which was yes. a shock for me because I'd, I'd only played half a season the second year and then and he gave me the captaincy obviously that gave me a little bit more confidence and I think uh, that season is the first time since get to the grand final we didn't get to the grand final we got to the semi-final ah. but that's the first time we've ever got in the top four for I don't know how many years so and the first time they've ever gone to Catalan and won away so we did we did a good season that year I think <laughs> Get into the. F- we had a, obviously a lot of injuries when we got into the semi-final. I think we had big Dom Young who's in NRL now. He can play. Jay yeah. Wardle won't play in. So our strength that season was our outside backs. Yeah. No, the twins. But we we didn't have them in the semi-final, <laughs> so it was going to be hard. And um, I think I played for the first team on the Thursday night against Wigan here. And then on the Saturday, me and Innis backed up and played the semi-final at Wigan. Wow. So I was a little bit fatigued, I think, Innis was also. That kind of put a factor into it, but Wigan deserved to go and win it that year. So. One of the things that we spoke about about this team with the the difference in it is that sort of cohesiveness in the squad. And one of the things that you've mentioned there is the amount of players that you were playing with in the academy that you're still playing with now in the first team. Yeah, yeah. It's like that... You've not really stopped playing with anyone. You know, no, since no, come no. through the amount of players you've had to come through in the past few years, especially. That's what we've got a good, real good bunch of young lads. That that's the reason why I'm, I've signed again because we can we can kind of build on that. And it's like look at the teams where they're like Simfield and Buchanan. They're all young lads together and they grew up and, and they won stuff. So I feel like that's something we can kind of build here. And with bringing the experience like Chris Hill and stuff like that's going to help us and take us in that direction. Yeah. You, you arrived here on sort of third third year, didn't you? And then you, it wasn't long before you made your debut, was it? How long had you actually been in the academy before you made your debut? I think I've probably been in the academy just about a year. Yeah. From my halfway through my second to halfway through my third. Yeah. I think there was a lot of injuries, and um, I think Louis and Sam Hewitt made the debut the week before, hmm. and then Robbo were like, you, "You you could have a chance." And I think um, Danny Bruff may have got banned. Right. So me and Jake Wardle made our debut here on um, <clears throat> against Widnes, I think, and did not won. I don't think you'd won for ten weeks the first team. Yeah. And me and uh, we, me and Jake played here and made our debut, and 
do at the first win so that was a special day for the club everyone and, and me and me and Jake yeah dreams come true so yeah but to do it with another lad who'd made his debut and played the academy mm. that made it a little bit more special tell us about the thought process of making your debut it always mm. sort of amazes me because sometimes you look at the academy lads and you look at the first team lads and there's sort of quite a golfing you know size experience confidence as you yeah. say which was a massive factor in in how successful you've been this year it was yeah but you've said you know you were over the moon to make your debut which is what everybody's hoping to do at that age but is there any sort of fear any any nerves around it or are you just pumped and ready I to think go that's probably the only game that I've never been I wasn't nervous for yeah I get nervous for every single game and I, I think to myself it's wrong if I don't because yeah. I curse so much and yeah but that game is the only game I've never been I used to get nervous for school games in secondary school yeah. like what the hell but this game I wasn't nervous for I was just excited to just get on the pitch and and I think me and Jay were like either two and four to get one of the match so it's not like we come and just fill the numbers we made a difference for that game and yeah yeah, I absolutely loved it, really enjoyed it. And sort of, is that down to the fact that you didn't feel there was any pressure on you? Because, mm. you, you you know, you were coming in as kind of a, you know, they were short on numbers, there probably wasn't a massive amount of expectation on you yeah. because, you know, you're stepping up from the academy and you, I suppose that's not a bad that, place yeah, to be, is it? the fact that we, we didn't have any pressure on us. They'd not been winning without us yeah. so, <laughs> so. The, the only thing we could do is kind of make a difference make it a tighter game or, or go and get the win and yeah. fortunately we did get the win so yeah so you kicked on from there did you, did, did you string two or three games together from that or would, was it a big break then to... I uh, think Danny Buff come back and then I went back into the academy for a couple more games and we played I think Leeds at Leeds and I think uh, that's that was my second game I think he might have got injured then and I got man of the match in that so that was so your uh, first two games you say were Wigan then Leeds no it was Witness oh Witness, Witness then Leeds away it's, it's quite think, the yeah. sort of baptism of fire to get thrown in straight like that uh, especially under I the circumstances to, yeah, of injury yeah, yeah. You know? my, um, my second game probably like, up, it, that sticks in my mind above any other game that I've played yet because I used to be a Leeds fan when I was younger, so I used to go to Edinburgh and to play in, in front of. I don't know if he's allowed to say that on this podcast. We might have to bleep that out. Yeah, <laughs> it's too late. It, it. Ruined it. But, Ruined his career in one fell swoop. But it, it made it a little bit more special going beating them in front, yeah. of, and then yeah. the half fans were wonderful that day. And yeah, it was just. I, got, I think I got a drop goal in it and to make the game seven points somewhere and no, no, it was close. How old are you to be then? You're still eighteen. It's, like, it's quite a sort of. I was going to say, his memories go. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, as an eighteen-year-old yeah. lad to score. Just think, Pete. I like think it. people are making the debuts later and later. I think it's in Super League at the, at the minute. You know, I mean, yeah. it's looking at um, an interview with Chris Chris Ashton the other day. I don't know if you know Chris because he yeah, was at Wigan, wasn't he? Yeah. And um, I think like. I can't remember how long ago it was since he played for Wigan, but he played for Wigan and he played 50 games. And I think he left Wigan at 18-year-old, yeah, which means he must have played 50 games between, like, 16 and 18-year-old, which yeah. is crackers, isn't it, really? Changing it, I think, yeah. yeah. I think I think Sinfield did it at 16, did he, and yeah. stuff like that. You don't really... I couldn't imagine seeing someone play Super League at 16. No. no. Games kind of changed on it. Yeah. 
but even so having said that you've got we speak about the the way that you jump between playing for the academy then playing for the first team or vice versa you know going playing first team rugby then back into semi-final rugby the academy do you not think it sort of begins to to blend for a lot of players where it's at the end of the day you're just playing rather than you know where you are it doesn't matter I think there's more as soon as I played first team for Huddersfield when I went back in the academy there's more of an expectation for for me to perform if I've already made my debut thing but I kind of just took that on the stride and yeah you're going to get taggy probably a little bit more when you because people always yeah. played super league and more you pressure know, on you going back to the academy yeah, than there is on that but like I said we that that academy season was probably the most I've enjoyed rugby for until now that was probably because we're all all really good mates and we had some big lads on the edges which made my job so easy just passing the ball to Dom Young and, <laughs> and then Jake Wardle and them just scoring so yeah I look at you know, look at sort of the lads that you've come through within the academy now, and it's you know half the team's probably made up of lads that you're in the academy with. Haven't you? You've got the twins, twins Matt English, Matt English yourself, Jake, Sam, Hewitt, Sam Jake, John Luke, John Luke. Yeah, yeah. we're forgetting now, and we're going to get yeah. in trouble for forgetting people. But you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. don't you? Yeah. I remember there was a game last season where we counted. I think of the starting thirteen, there were nine academy lads in it at one point. Yeah, so. We, we're definitely missing some, but they, I mean, yeah. it, the, the key thing is, like you said, it's the it's being made up by a lot of that testament to the academy. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Doing a great job here. Where did you think that your development really kicked in? Do you think it was after you made that debut, or do you still? Or My was development it? kicked in the start of last year because I played my debut and then I played a lot of games and I was just making up. I didn't I wouldn't say making up numbers but I wasn't performing how I was playing like a young half and yeah. my, I, was, I wasn't consistent I would play really well one game and I'd be very bang average the other game so I feel like when I got the shot last year to, to get a string of games together mm. that's when you can kind of start playing consistently but when I was when I was younger and I was going in for two games someone coming back in from injury and then I'm back not playing because there was no reserves there was so I just wasn't playing so then yeah. I'd go in for another game and they'd come back from suspension I'd be back out and it's like yeah, ha, I don't know how you can expect someone to go and consistently perform when they're in they're out and so that's but when I got the run of games and you can kind of build some confidence and you've got a coach that's backing you that's what's going to give I think any player a chance to improve and, and grow as a player I don't want to sort of um, bag anybody but you know do you think that the arrival of Ian Watson has been a, a massive factor on your development it's been the best thing that's happened in, in my career so far to make me a, a better player I think anyway mm. definitely what makes him different then or what, what, what's given him that impact just the way he, com- he comes across to people like he, he just talks really well to people he, especially to the halves he's, he's very he's with us all the time because obviously he used to play half but he just feeds information to you he doesn't put much pressure on you he, he, he makes you play your game the, the, the things that you're good at and, and just if, if someone's giving you confidence and, and, and you want you want to play for someone it makes a hell of a lot of difference So, and do you think that's sort of something that surrounds the whole squad Sur- yeah it's surrounding the whole squad that's why I think what we've got this is the best team or squad that we've had Huddersfield for a long time mm. so that's why I feel like 
we shouldn't waste it. We, we we've got a great opportunity now to let's go for it. Let's go for it, yeah. No time like the present. Well, one of the things we not spoke about in terms of your development was after you got here, you, you did have a couple of loans out. Yeah. In the first few years, and you've what was it uh, Lee, Batley, and Workington, and the three that you've been to. Yeah. In the past, I think I went to Halifax for a game last year as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So when when that's happening, obviously it's it's all seen as part of your development pathway at that point. <clears throat> but do you think? At the time when you're being loaned out, it's sort of like maybe they don't sort of want me as much. Or no, do you I didn't. Think of that? I didn't think that at the time, obviously, because I was only young and the, that was the only way I was going to get to play rugby. Mm. At that time, mm. whatever, there was no reserves. It just there was lads just not playing rugby, so I was happy to go out to uh, like play. I think I had one game at Workington. I played two games for Batley, and but when I played for Batley, we played. Toronto once and Toulouse I was playing at a very good level yeah, yeah. yeah top end championships or I was kind of testing myself with probably a lot more physical players because obviously they just want yeah. to take your head off I was <laughs> going to say did you play against Sonny Bill but Sonny Bill didn't play when they were in the no, championship no, no, did they no. I would have loved to play against Sonny Bill oh, yeah. well, not loved but <laughs> yeah like to yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things isn't it going on loan to the championship is it's especially for a young lad where you've got I think it's recognised that the championship is a much more physical yes. league. Yeah, you know, it's it's based on the the size of the players, and we sort of saw that a bit against Barrow, didn't we? At last at the weekend, so you, it it's quite. I always find it weird that you go from playing this Super League rugby where it's maybe a little bit more tactical to suddenly you're going to go get your head caved yeah, by yeah. some guy who's twice the weight of you in the that middle was, of the pitch somewhere. I think I would have been only 18, 19, so it was it, a, a very tough test for me to, <laughs> to go up, especially playing at Batley the second game against Toulouse and you running downhill and there's much bigger <laughs> than you, so yeah. But I, I kind of took took some things away from it, but I, don't, I still feel like it... it it's not going to make players better going having two games at a championship club. We need reserves. We yeah. Need like a, a successful up, reserve a successful system. Reserve. So, yeah. if, so if every club buys into it, that's the way that everyone's going to get better by playing with in the system of yeah. what the first team's doing. The reserves are doing the same, and it ju- it'll just be better for everyone. You won't lose players to rug- like just quitting rugby because yeah. I had a good mate who, who played at Wigan, and as soon as he got offered a reserves contract at rugby on at, at Wigan on not very good money he's just not played the game since and he's still to this day one of the best players I've ever played with but yeah. he don't play anymore Yeah, down to the system of, of, of that I'm not saying it's down to luck but I mean you, you go into any pub right or club or whatever during the week or on the weekend and there's always somebody sat at the bar and they had trials for such a body and they played with such a body and, but, and they were the better one but you know the coach didn't like them, so they got lost, and then they didn't bother again, so they so they didn't play. There's always somebody yeah, yeah. telling that tale, isn't there? Mm. But so, but it it's not luck. But there's a lot of talented people out there that just don't make it for for very fine margins, isn't there? Okay. You know, very sort of fine margins of of how you make it and how you don't. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it can cut different ways. I got my shot because someone got banned. That that was my opportunity to yes. Yeah. Some people might not get it, or yeah, it's one of them. There is a little bit of luck, certainly. Yeah. I think to, but once you once you got the shot, you've got to take it. But there's something you hark back to before, which I, I always believe in as well. And you said, you know, you sort of, um, kind of, and sort of came to Huddersfield, um, 
because you didn't feel your professionalism was where it needed to be when yeah, you were yeah. at Wigan and you made those changes and you made sure that you'd by the time you sort of you'd got here, you'd given yourself the best shot yeah. that you could do to succeed. So that when you got into that position of having a go, yeah, at least I can say that I'd, yeah. I'd probably give it my best shot. Yeah, but I'm glad I made the mistakes when I was younger. Yeah, than, so I could kind of sort it out quickly. Yeah. Did you ever have that moment? Do you think when you were coming through that like your friend had where you think, you know, it's, it might not be worth it this, or you think it's yeah, it might be easier pathways somewhere else. Probably when I when I got the thing to say I want um, going to be signing for Wigan that's that's the first kind of rejection I'd ever have I'd, I'd played England youth I'd kind of been given everything as a youngster with the like, best at school stuff like that but then that's the first kind of rejection I got and it hit me hard I was like what do I do now like yeah. do I want to carry on playing because I want to enjoy my rugby it was like so I, I just had a conversation with my mum and dad and they said just go and give it Go and give it another shot. Go and go and get back and join rugby and see where it can take you. So that's exactly what I did. And was it like because you mentioned you've, you've who was it who played for the Giants? Your granddad. My granddad Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. So when you had the opportunity to come here, was it did your family sort of urge you onto that? Or was yeah, yeah. When we come looking around, my dad, obviously my dad said that um, my granddad Jimmy used to play it, and then I think my dad played his last ever professional game on this pitch. Right. Wow. So that's another thing. So he just said you could. Carry on playing it now because I can't. <laughs> yeah, so. your granddad Jimmy probably played it same team as Brian Blacker. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case Brian's listening. <laughs> I know Tully listens. Tully will find that. Yeah, shout out to Tully. That's what, he wanted me to give him a shout out. So shout out Tull. Shout out to Tully. Man. In Super League. Best best kit line in Super League. Yeah. Or best bloke in Super League. <laughs> <laughs> um, want to go? Uh, Sort of have a quick chat about Batley. Batley at the weekend, it was close run game. Barra. Uh, sorry, because <laughs> we were talking about Batley before. Uh, it was a close run game. They put up a decent performance. Um, obviously, we just edged them out in the end, you know, and, and got the victory that we needed. Listen to Ian Watson after the game, and he said, you know, we came here with an objective in mind to, to get the game won, and basically that's what we did. I don't want to talk about sort of the finer points of that game. We're through to the next round. We're playing all FC. Uh, here uh, on what's the date Cameron the 9th of May of of April Um, so we're through to that round but playing against a championship team when you're a Super League side it must have its moments where you're thinking oh we better not lose here what are the differences between playing a championship side and playing a Super League side they're a lot more physical I think championship sides yeah not more physical but that's the their aim is to batter you. Batter you, yeah. <laughs> but I think I, we knew that we was gonna go there and have a game like that. Yeah. Like going, having a long journey up, playing at a small stadium. I've never played at a stadium that's got as much stick in my life. <laughs> so yeah. it was, I, honestly, it was some of the things that got said, I can't. <laughs> so tell was, us some of the things you can tell us. What, what was being? What were they saying? What were they shouting at you? What were they doing to Jerry at the end when he wouldn't give him the ball back? Uh, I can't. There was this one guy following us in the second half, and we kept they kept scoring, or we they kept scoring. There was this one guy, and he was just following me, and he had two pints in, in his hand constantly, and he was just hailing abuse at me. And I was like, well, every time I turned round, he, he was in a different position in the crowd. And I was, 
I just kept smiling at him and you know, just letting it go. But yeah, so that's another thing that was quite a hostile place. They throw the ball on, and they've got they had Super League players in a Championship side, and some, I think my right edge were like Hakim Maloudi. He's he, he could go and play Super League now, and he'd, he'd look like he did at weekend. Yeah, Jared Sammet's played Super League, so it, we were never expected to go. We had a lot of players coming in that had not played for weeks, like Bruno's not played for weeks, you know. Jack Ashworth, Nathan Mason, so we were never, not that we never ex- expected to go and it, it to not be a tough game because we thought it was going to be a tough game, but I don't, I don't understand me why people were kind of saying that it wasn't good enough. We we went there, we got the win. We can't really do a lot more. No, to be fair. No, I agree with you. I agree I, with I, you. By the way, I think I know the guy that you were speaking about because when I was on the pitch filming. At the very start, was that before, your dad? Before, it wasn't my dad. It wasn't my dad. Before the game kicked off, there was you were taking kicks. Oh yeah, I was getting. And then there was the, there was a guy behind you because you you missed one. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah, went, yeah. "What did he say?" You went, uh, "You keep went." Kicking he, he was like, "Keep kicking like that, lad. We'll be all right." And he was like, <laughs> "I was like, I've never seen experienced it myself. You know, I'm on the pitch behind you. It's like, it's pretty." can't not hear that you know nah, I mean? it got worse as a game started <laughs> more people to join you I think we scored the last try and someone bet me a fiver to miss it from the sideline <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not worth it right, but you, like you need a fiver yeah. that much unbelievable so I mean when you go into those games do you, are you stood there thinking you know from kick off these lads are going to just try and absolutely hurt me here. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking or are you, you just thinking? You kind of be a lot more smarter when you're playing. You don't, they'll try and drag you into little little niggly stuff. you just got to be the more professional outfit. And yeah. I think on the day we just had a little bit too much quality for them. Yeah. They, they took it. It was our, our faults in the second half that we made it that game. That's up to us. Mm. So we made a few errors, a few defensive errors and, and that was all down to us but we done enough in the first half just to get that win we kept in the game they had they were defend. we were defending our line for 20 minutes in the yeah, second half yeah. the last, and we defended it so now we, all we are now is looking forward to the the, uh, the next round against Hull and how does that sort of the, the preparation change because I, I think when we was when when you're going into a game like the one at Barrow how, how are you told to play because I always think sort of with the looking forward and thinking oh we should win this game I know what you mean it's like the, yeah, yeah. You, you, you assume victory in that in those circumstances but then you're like did, did they get told just go out and don't get injured no, Jesus we got I think the plan was games. going into the Barrow game is you, we was going to see a lot more opportunities than we normally would mm. like I think that Hack and Maloudi and Jerry Sack were just flying up and like yeah. I, I would really see that so it was just about being composed and getting to the end of our sets and we, like we said, we might not score first twenty minutes, and it, they're going to be as they're going to be able to handle us for twenty minutes. It's fitness, but sixty minutes in, they're going to get tired, and that's yeah. when you're going to get them. It's not about mm. we're never we're never going to go there and, and put sixty past them because it's a hostile place. They can defend. <laughs> they're a good they're, side. They're, they've not yeah. lost in the championship. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna they're gonna throw a lot of shape at you. That most super police clubs are not going to throw at you because mm-hmm. mm. that's their style of play. It's throwing the ball around. So. Yeah. But like we said, we was going to see a lot more opportunities. It was just about to 
keep composing, we'll get them near the end of the game. And you've always got that magic of the cup element, haven't you? You know, exactly. you're going into that game. The build-up was all about Barra yeah. from 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 the BBC's mm. point of view. It was all about Paul Crary doing his building work during the day, and then going to train the boys at night. And yeah. some of these lads that after the game, even though you know they they win the game, they might have to go <laughs> to work. And you you know you, you you're thinking unbelievable, but yeah. Well, I think you can sort of take that. It, it's one of those things where you're like you don't get the opportunity a lot of time especially in the last few years where you're like you're considered the massive favourite you know when, you, yeah. when you're considered the scalp that means you're doing something right doesn't it you know yeah. and, I saw, and I did see a hell of a lot of people who weren't Giants fans on Twitter on Facebook saying oh, this will be the game where the, the this is where the shocks come in it's this one and I think it's because a lot of people still aren't used to the fact that the team is where it is at the moment you know and I, I don't know if you yeah, agree saw, with I this I see things on social media where People are saying enjoy um, predict your top six, and we're still not in. Yeah, no, but that's yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy with that. That's a good place happy. to be, isn't it? Yeah, I'm Don't quite you happy think? To, no one expects us getting top six, and we just go about our business yeah. quietly. And at the end of the year, you, you see where we are. Yeah, and be smug <laughs> when you've because, done it. You know, yeah. <laughs> and then obviously after a game like Barrow, one of the things that we've that keeps getting mentioned now has got a very quick turnover of games now the next yeah. few weeks it does does that make it harder for you preparing for those or do you more just concentrate on yourself and your own game in those situations I think the difference is the next few weeks we're just going to have less time on the shading field and more more time playing which yeah everyone wants to play don't they at the end of the day yeah. so the game's coming thick and fast now aren't yeah, they they're gonna, I think we play three games in nine days or something yeah. silly like that and we normally play one game in seven days so yeah I think we're gonna have a. I think it's gonna be a big test for the whole squad in the next mm. in the next yeah. uh, two to three weeks. So you might we'll see a lot more players that haven't been playing regular because we're gonna to have to. We can't yeah. we can't play the same team. For, there's no hiding. There's no hiding. But play. I think that's gonna be a, a testament to our squad. You're gonna see how good of a full squad we've got, not yeah. just a, uh, a good seventeen. So let's forget about the cup because Friday night we've got the small challenge of a team called the Catalans Dragons. <laughs> Who were yeah. who are playing fairly well themselves at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They obviously I think they won the last three games. Um it'll be a tough test, obviously they've got to travel down here and we put a mark up at the start of the season that we we're not we don't want to lose at home. Mm. Yeah, this is our this is our place so that's been talked about quite a lot with the lads. Um obviously it's a short turnaround, we've just we've been less time on the field today. A short a short team run tomorrow then we're into the game, so I think to get to get back in front of our fans, you know, hopefully they can be as loud as normal, and um, we'll get a good win because we lost our last Super League game. So this is massive for us yeah. to, to to go up and, and uh, make things wrong, uh, make things right from from the last game. And what what has been said about the the changes from the last game? Because I think a lot of people have uh, it's they were very similar loss as it was to the likes of um, the Wigan game as well. I think the the two games we've lost this year is. They've not beat us. We've beat ourselves. Mm. So these little areas where we've gifted them, they've scored, kind of thing. We mm. they, they've not been a tight game, and, and they've beat us. And we can say, yeah, they they've been the better team on the day. I feel like them two games. There was factors in the old game. Obviously, we lost the man, and I think they got a try. And was it a try? And we got on this like these little things like that, but we got over the line five times that game I think they, yeah. but end of the day they got the two points but I think it's massive for us to 
like I said, I think in an interview last week that the St Helens they lose a game, not very often, but when they lose, they, they win the next week. So that's what we need to go and do now. We need to get back another two points in Super League. I think that's really important for, from a um, a, men, a mental perspective of you know we are good enough to beat these teams that we're losing against and it's only our mistakes yeah. that are you know sort of losing us those games it's not because they're a better team and I think that's a really good outlook yeah yeah, yeah it is um, like I said we've not they've been tight games both times we've, we've lost so we're in we're in every game now yeah. and, and if we perform how we know we can we've got the confidence in the group that we can beat anyone mm. on, on our day which is good to have I think. <laughs> yeah, of course it is, and it's like you, um, you know, you, you're not going to be very uh, what's the word? You're not going to be isolated as well. I don't think. I think one of the, this sort of cohesive unit of the squad now. When you make a mistake, it's not. It doesn't get boiled down to you as an individual. It's as a group. How has that happened? How has that occurred? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if anyone makes a uh, mistake on game day, it's just we're doing one set for them because that's the kind of mentality we have as. We're all kind of team players. I feel like th- this year. Mm. So if anyone makes a mistake, we've got we've got one defensive set for blah blah blah. Whoever's made the mistake, and then we just back into your attacking sets and you forget about it, kind of thing. Well, good luck for Friday night. Um, again, for everybody listening, we've got the food festival happening again. Um, we've got a great act outside the front of the stadium in the in the fun zone. Um, a guy called James Fernley playing guitar, singing. Um, we've got the inflatable goalpost there. Um, we're getting quite quite a, a good sort of congregation outside that area in the mm-hmm. minute. It's, it's really creating some atmosphere. You mentioned some atmosphere. It was really good to hear you say that, you know, you, you like the fans getting behind you at the game. Do you feel there's been a bit of a change in atmosphere this year at the yeah. at the stadium? Yeah. Obviously better than before because we're playing behind closed doors, so there yeah. has to be. <laughs> nah, but, nah been good obviously mm. like the fireworks before the game yeah they, they up for it a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah look. You know, I'm thinking from the feedback we get which just put on loads of fireworks constantly throughout the day intermittently at the end of the game during what just not bother with the game well I think it's we should do, unbelievable Alex just, 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 just said about that <laughs> Just have them on constantly. If everyone be amped up all yeah. <laughs> try fireworks. That's it. The goal fireworks. Let's attach them to the top of the post and just have them going off from there. I think it's uh, yeah. It, it just attach them to a couple of rockets to all his boots. <laughs> when he gets the ball, set them off. Yeah. Off we go. See how that looks. It would look good, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would look good. Yeah, don't know how long we'd last, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we've got everything that's happening again. Um, uh, obviously, get your uh, your examiner today. Uh, you've got the wraparound in the examiner today with with the voucher for the food festival. Um, I've not finished, by the way. Um, I was just talking mind. about Catalan. It's just the way you put your laptop died. down. <laughs> like it's died. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, we're talking about um, sort of the academy and coming through and coming through with some of your mates. You had the unfortunate occurrence of living with Matty English for a while, didn't you? I did, yeah. 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 How, how did that pan out? Yeah, we had good. We had, we had an absolute ball for about eight months. Yeah, we had, yeah. Can't uh, really go into much detail. No, I don't, don't want detail or stories. What's what's it like to live with? Uh, untidy. I was going to say, I imagine him being really scruffy. I felt, I felt like his mother. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, um, eats a lot. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, he does. The right stuff. Or. or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
most of the time, obviously, in, until he's played in reserves. He does. I think he's got a slight addiction to mayonnaise. Right. Yeah. Oh, mayonnaise and everything. He looks. He looks a bit like mayonnaise. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Untidy. Yeah. Good laugh. Good laugh. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. I like how when you mention the uh, you live in Massey, you sort of have like that thousand yard stare that you get when you're thinking about the sort of a, yeah, it's a lot of flashbacks. Well, I like flashbacks. So I mean, was Matt was Matty one of your close mates? Sort of growing up with him through the academy. Yeah, we're I think both he's always been like, one of my closest pals. So yeah. when he moved into his apartment in Leeds, just asked if I wanted to move in. So I think it was kind of a good. Time for me to grow up as well, of so living at home and yeah, then to, to no, move no. in and kind of fight for yourself, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> washing. Well, I was just doing the washing for Matty. <laughs> and he, uh, he, he was definitely asking you to come and live with him as a friend, and not yeah, just so he, you do his washing and I assume nah, cook his tea. Are you quite tidy? Is that why I, he asked you? Yeah. Bit of a clean freak, kind yeah. of. Yeah, but I don't, he didn't know that until I moved in, so right. I can't really put it down to that. <laughs> no, but, uh, but it was Andy in the. I didn't. Long I don't actually mind cleaning to be fair. Yeah. But it did get to some point. Like, Matt, come on, just give me one wash over. <laughs> you know I mean? Clean the pots, but no. Stop making me brush your boots, Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did it actually come to an end? What happened? Uh, I got a girlfriend. Yeah. Kind of grew up, grew up yeah. and uh, that was that. That was that. Yeah. yeah. But we still, I still go over now. Yeah. Uh, still clean for him. No, I don't clean for me. <laughs> once a week, once yeah. a week, went washing these two weeks. He's on his payroll. He pays me, I, I don't have to. But, uh, no, um, it's all ground now, obviously. Got a good bunch here, and we, yeah. we do enjoy our free time together, which is even better, because out of rugby, we're all friends, so yeah. we all we all go together. So are you all socialising together, sort of, during your downtime as well? Because I think that's really yeah. what we're, it's done it in a winning team. At weekends we'll so- socialise together. If we get if we get a long turnaround and we have the chance to go out and, and enjoy a drink with each other, we'll do that. Yeah. We we'll go for breakfast after every team run together. Breakfast after recovery and s- just get about and, and yeah. do because we all enjoy each other's company, which is massive. Yeah. We all just like coming training. We love we love being with each other. We've got some absolute characters like. You know, Who are the big characters in the squad at the minute then? Mm. You can't get away from Pricey, can you? No. Jesse's funny. Jesse's always in the middle of it. Well, whatever's going on, Jesse's in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, Matty, Matty English, he's... Who else, who else could they be? What two, about some of the older Tui, Ed? Tui's Tui. 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 got a hell of a laugh on him, doesn't he? Yeah, Tui's got a hell of a laugh on him. <laughs> what about some of the older Ed's? They ever put you in your place? You know, the likes of Crispy and Chris Hill and... Yeah, Crispy's, Crispy's pretty chilled, to be fair. Yeah. Illy's a right laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I love Illy. Um, Roy, Roy thinks he can pipe us down sometimes, but Roby, George Roby, the youngest one, yeah. he's the king of the whole team. Is he? he yeah, he rules the rooster. Just, just signed a new deal just as well, great news deal, for yeah. George. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Yeah, but yeah, he's the. Uh, I won't mess with Robs before look no. man syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> Angry man. Yeah, yeah, should yeah. be an half then, shouldn't he? Really, yeah, rather yeah. than a knocker. Well, that's getting stuck in though, George. <laughs> nah, look, he's got his, his nice little confidence about him. But yeah, uh, Oli Ashal when he were here, he was one of the big. Um, what's the word? I don't know. <laughs> he's the big. Cheese. Big personality. <laughs> personality, <laughs> that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
but happy for him he went and he's got an opportunity to lose now so yeah mm. do you reckon his tash will get any thicker it has has it uh, all the red wine he's been drinking <laughs> <in France. laughs> that's just the French yeah, effect is it starting to go curly yeah. the edge as well <laughs> we used to do the what, what happened to our George Robbie picture of the week we yeah. used to have that we'll, we'll, we will keep it going then it's yeah. just you know it, it became we had the uh, quite a few weeks where I wasn't there and it's you know right, you, yeah. can, you can only do some, you know George he signed the new contract he's maturing you know he, he's staying away from the camera yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not just <laughs> he's not just maturing he's matured he's the king he's, yeah, he's he's the apparently, king, apparently he's, he's the king I if he's the that. king we need to get a picture of the king every week <laughs> we do we do need a picture <laughs> Do you, have, do you have like a who's who is it refers to as the the, the boy band? Is that your uh, is that is that GB refers to you as a boy band? Mm, is it you, really Pricey um, Roby? Me, Pricey Roby, and Ollie Ashall. Yeah, was it? Yeah, a band member went. So just to the three now, me, Robs, and Pricey. Are you bringing anyone else in? Well, after a few auditions, I think, but no one's really fitting into the what what we need at the yeah. moment. So we'll have to see. Just um, just before we go, are we, are we nearly up to time, Cam? I think. Fifty minutes. Yeah. I think um, you know one one of the outstanding memories that I've got of you so far this year. You know, plenty out there on the field, but it's just that look that you were giving Will Price on Valentine's Day when <laughs> training. Just what 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 were your thought? What was going through your head at that moment? Was it just so how fantastic Will is as a person? How attractive he is? <laughs> no, what what Cam was it? Just sent it to me, and I didn't even know he was looking at him. In that, I think he was doing the wrong gym exercise. <laughs> so me and Ali started looking at him like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, and then Cameron's made it up to be like, "We love him," but it, I, he sent it to me and said, "Can you post it?" And me and Ali like, "Yeah, of course you can. It's funny." But yeah, we got a lot of. Um, a lot of reaction from that. Yeah, a lot of love. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. It was a good I one. Like it. Many more, many more. Yeah, I hope so. I'll try and catch you off guard again. It's, it's mm. fine. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to go too far because I've already, you know. You've already I've, upset I've, I've, Lee I've got Radford. Lee Radford on my back. So, yeah. You know, it's, Can't uh, wait till Lee Radford catches up with you after that one. <laughs> Just in case Lee Raffer's listening. Just in case Lee Raffer's listening, Cameron Deacon <laughs> did that video about him. <laughs> totally off your own back. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so I don't want anyone else putting a target on my back. I'm alright. <laughs> next thing I know, I'll be, my camera's going to be gone. It's going to be in a freezer somewhere or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. But uh, but now, are we are we good then? Anything else for us? I think so. Yeah, I think I think I've mentioned everything I want to mention. Just really happy that you've signed till the end of 2024. Ollie, it's always um, a pleasure to have, you know, lads that come through our academy and get onto the first team. I know it's really important for the fans to see that sort of development happening and, and also to hear that, you know, everything that we're hearing from players about this year is how good the feel is around the squad and the team and, and how you want to be here. You know, and what a pleasure just... it was for it to sign. So just a real you know, pleasure for you to hear that and yeah. well done for signing and thanks Thank you. for your efforts this year. It's, it's not just hearsay either, you know, you go down and you see it and you can see that the, the things that you're saying are all true. So, but yeah, you can back me up, yeah, I can, I can back it up. <laughs> People don't believe it, but it's true. Yeah. I see it every time. <laughs> but no, yeah, so thank you very much for joining us and uh, uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back again in two weeks' time.